Welcome to Soaring with Eagles with your host, Crystal Richardson, a.k.a. Sergeant K. Each week, we hear from Crystal and her successful guests as they share their triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a full life complete with financial freedom laced with fun and fulfillment. Crystal takes a controversial and edgy approach to unveil interesting facts about millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, and how they have accomplished life success while giving back. Now, here is Crystal Richardson. Good morning, everyone. This is Crystal Richardson, and very happy to be with you here again today. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking more about mindset. We had an awesome, awesome show last week with two very special guests, uh, Daryl Rivers, and we also had uh, uh, Satish Verma from Think and Grow Rich Institute. And we are going to be talking today with David Meltzer. And this is just basically the flyer that I had up on Facebook. And we welcome all of you on Voice America, as well as those that will be on Facebook Live and Google Play and the other areas that that you guys uh, get the show today. So what I want to do today is follow up on some of what we discussed last week, and uh, then we will be having Dave join us. Um, This is a very, very important topic for me. Because everything really does start with the mind and, and how we think about things, what we, what we feel we can do or maybe what we can't do. And last week, we talked a lot about uh, some things that were detractors, things that uh, basically stopped us from fulfilling our dreams. And we really want to focus in today on a couple of things. And so I do have some visuals today for those who are watching and If you're on uh, Voice America, I'll be explaining everything so it's okay, you know, from an radio, internet radio perspective, uh, you'll get the same information. But one of the things that we talked about last time were things that were basically, um, it, it caused us to have lack of focus. You know, what are the things that cause us to have lack of focus as opposed to laser focus on our dreams and our goals? And another thing we talked about was fear. There's a lot of times, there's all different kinds of fear that we discussed last week where, um, you know, fear of failure, fear of rejection, and a number of different things that cause us, like I said, to not reach our full potential. And these things are considered disruptors that you see right here. And so what we want to do today is, uh, I'm very excited about the show. I'm very excited about having Dave uh, on because he is just such a powerful person when it comes to uh, just making things plain related to mindset. He has several books and ones that he's co-authored as well. One of the ones that I'm reading right now that we're going to take a look at is uh, Connected to Goodness, Connected to Goodness. And this book has a lot of really great nuggets and techniques and things that we can really apply to our lives. Remember, I always talk about the fact that what we talk about on this show, Soaring with Eagles, does not just have to do with business. It has to do with life relationships. And so wherever you are, if you're a CEO of a big corporation, of a small corporation, if you're starting out as an entrepreneur or just a person who wants to have more information related to how you can make your your dreams come true or even 
trying to figure out what is it that you want to do in life, this show is for you. And, and this specific show is as well, because we're talking about uh, mindset and momentum and how you really get going on the things that you want to do in your life. And so I appreciate you being on today. And uh, he's scheduled to come on in another few minutes. So what we're going to do first is just kind of talk about um, just the word mindset in general. Now, when, when we talk about that, sometimes people uh, may have, have um, their own definition. And if you, you do, I'd, I'd love to hear that. But it's really, you know, how you think and the way you think is, is how I define it. And, and what you do with those thoughts and do is the key word that we talked about last week, because if, if you have thoughts, if you have uh, ideas and you do nothing with them, then, then really, you know, what good are they? Now, we're talking about things that are positive, not, not putting your mind towards things that maybe are, are not good for you or, or for your family or, or um, maybe illegal. But what we're talking about is putting your mind to a particular idea and then putting the actions toward that idea putting your mind to a particular idea and then putting your actions toward that. Now we all have uh, dreams, even if it's something that's small related to, to just you personally, or it could be dreams uh, and ideas that you have related to your family situation. Uh, we all have where we have to run a small business by running our households, right? So there's a lot of different things that we have to put our mind to and actually get it done. Even if it's just chores around the house, but in business, uh, mindset is key. And one of the things that I'm going to be talking about uh, a little bit today before uh, Dave gets on the show is this word related to mindset, which is called vision boards. Um, vision boards and how we visualize what it is that we want to get done. And then how we can move from our dreams to destiny by having these ideas and this mindset in a form that we can visualize it, okay? So having whatever you have on your mind and setting your mind to do something, you need to have a way of visualizing that. And a lot of times if we see things on paper, if we see things on a wall, if we have where we've uh, put together a, a dry erase board even, or if we just have posters on a big wall, I've seen all different kinds of vision boards. Some people use uh, photos, some people just have words, some people use post-its. And, and stick them, you know, in various places based on what their vision is. But I feel it's very important for us to visualize, for us to visualize what it is that we want to do in our life. And so that's one of the things that, that he actually talks about in the book uh, is visualization. And, you know, I talk a lot about Napoleon Hill and, and Think and Grow Rich and some other uh, philosophies and books that are out there. But they all have where there's information related to how are you going to, to, either write down or think about and put into action what your, your dreams are. Now, visualization and vision boards is something that uh, some people have vision board parties, and that's something that we may even have uh, at the Uplift Center uh, for people to, to get more information on, on themselves and really just make it more clear for themselves what it is that they want to do. Now, if you're, if you're in elementary, junior high, or high school, or, or even if you're already in college, Vision boards are also very key because it can help you understand a little bit more about what it is that you may want to go into uh, when, you, um, when you grow up. And then when you are in business, 
then those it also helps you no matter what project you may be working on i always recommend having some type of vision board it helps everyone to basically gather around one unique idea uh, and even for you yourself you can put your hands around it you can put your mind around that so that's that's something that sometimes really helps people um, to to do better because they have something that they can actually visualize so Please uh, keep that as a potential technique that you would like to use. And um, if you have not ever, if you've never done a vision board before, then it's something that you might want to, to think about doing. Uh, good morning. We're talking about vision boards right now and just how you visualize your ideas. And uh, we'll just, you know, continue to talk and, and wait for uh, Dave to come on uh, when he's ready. Perfect, perfect. I'll be joining just in about two minutes. He'll be on. <laughs> yeah, no problem. No problem. So uh, as I was saying, um, we were talking about vision boards and, and when we talk about mindset, uh, a lot of people sometimes have things that are blockers for them, okay? And so if you have a number of things that maybe you've thought about before and, and you can maybe write those down, but then I want you to go the next layer down, the next layer deeper, and think about what are some other things that may be blocking you from reaching uh, your goals in life. And um, as you write those down, even if those are things that you potentially would like to share uh, with uh, Soaring with Eagle, that would be great. We would like to have you share those so that maybe we can help you um, analyze some of those and see uh, what would be best uh, as far as a technique to to help you get past those blockers. Now, you know, part of what we do uh, in buildthatbiz.com, that's buildthatbiz.com, part of what we do is we uh, do a quick biz review and we look at, you know, what are the things that you want to do as an entrepreneur um, and, and building your business. And sometimes it's actually where you already have a business in place and you want to just make refinements. So we look at that and we look at what business you want to, to work on. But what we also do is we look at the things that, that are going on in your mind. Okay. So I'm kind of like bringing it back to the whole mindset and momentum, which is what our show is about today. So we look at, you know, what things are going on in your life, what things are going on in, in your mind, you know, what are some other things that you might want to do in your life? And then also looking at potential blockers. And based on those blockers, we then can maybe build an additional plan related to how you can uh, get past those blockages. And so uh, with that in mind, I just want to, uh, to just, um, like I said, encourage you to maybe even send those to us. And that would be at g3qara at gmail.com. That's g3qara at gmail.com. And we can talk about some of those blockers you might have. All right. It looks like we have Dave on and I want to go ahead and unmute him. Hi, Dave. How are you this morning? Phenomenal. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for being on our show. Oh, my pleasure. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. So um, we were talking just a little bit about mindset momentum. I uh, mentioned some of the things that uh, we were potentially going to be talking about out of your book here. And um, one of the other books that I'm looking at right now that I did not hold up earlier was the Be Unstoppable book. And for it to be just such a skinny little 
LinkedIn book. There's a lot of great nuggets in here. <laughs> yeah, when you uh, leverage someone like Jack Canfield, uh, you know, one of the greatest authors of all time. He, I was a little wary of it myself, but it was done for charity for the Unstoppable Foundation. But uh, it sure is a great little work, workbook to help people unleash and uh, reveal the life that they love and create the life that they love. Right, right. And I, I appreciated uh, one thing that you said the other day when, when we were together uh, in the little um, meeting that we had was that, you know, it doesn't really take a long time to, to really get to some great nuggets, I guess, if, if you're saying like in a conversation. And the same thing with a book. Sometimes you can just hit it and just have like the very main basic nuggets in there and, and just go with that and, and, and change lives. So the Be Unstoppable, I really, really like that book. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I kind of write now towards understanding how our short-term memory works within the cellular structure, our mid-term memory works within our subconscious, and then the quantum memory that we have that is at least from four generations, if not millions of lifetimes in the DNA. And so if you understand that continuum and start communicating effectively that, hey, you know, lessons are all taught, but most of them will be forgotten. And we have and do forget every lesson we ever learn at one time or another. But if we can consistently remember a lesson, then it can get into the midterm memory. And if we can consistently access the lesson, it'll actually be fre frequencyed over to the quantum memory, the long, long-term memory that's in our DNA, which we call our unconscious competency. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you just went deep, like, already. <laughs> so I live. I live in the deep end. Right, right. So I just want to start out with just something simple. I gave my definition of mindset at the beginning of the show a few moments ago. So what is just your definition of the word mindset? Yeah, mindset is simply uh, our perception. And that's why gratitude is so important because gratitude controls our perception. But mindset is your perceived world that you live in. Mm -hmm. Your perceived world. Okay. Yeah, and, and what I mentioned, you know, was, you know, it's, it's how you think and what you think and then what you do with what you think. It's, it's, it's all connected. And so um, I, I want to basically delve into that some more, but I want to go back and have you just give just a general introduction of, of who, who you are today. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, I'm currently uh, the CEO of Sports One Marketing. Uh, I have a media company as well, Media Abundance. I have Dave Meltzer Enterprises. Uh, we deal uh, in sponsorship and media. Uh, I personally have an author, four books. I speak around the world. I am a top business and executive coach and one-on-one -on -one life coach. Uh, I have a podcast called The Playbook, uh, which is the top entrepreneur podcast. I have a TV show called Elevator Pitch. Uh, where we give 60 seconds for entrepreneurs to pitch in an elevator and then fund the best ones. Uh, I do movies like Think and Grow Rich Legacy and The World's Greatest Motivators and just re uh, recently filmed uh, Beyond the Secret, which anyone that's a big fan of the movie The Secret, uh, it's the, the next version of The Secret, Beyond the Secret. I'm very excited to be in that. Uh, my main mission in life is to inspire others, to inspire others to be happy, uh, truly everything that I teach, do, preach, content that I create on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and everywhere, YouTube, uh, are all directed to inspiring others to inspire others to be happy and to cure the happiness problem that we have. 
Well, I think it's excellent. And I, every time I, I listen to you, whether it's the playbook or in person or even just some of the nuggets that you put out on Instagram, it's, it's always something that's very valuable. So I would just recommend, you know, anyone uh, to, to look Dave up, Dave Meltzer, and uh, get on his list uh, so that you can make sure that you're getting some of those nuggets as well. So in the book, that we were looking at connected to goodness. There were a few things that you started out in there just talking about, you know, first steps and that you have to start somewhere. Uh, can you just talk a little bit about, you know, what you have used in your own life or in teaching people about what are some really good first steps to take? Yeah. So the first step to take is to understand that you need to enjoy so have the perception or mindset of enjoying the lessons that you're going to learn, that you're here only to learn lessons and the lessons are going to keep on coming until you learn them. Uh, if you haven't learned them, it's going to be painful, right? So if we haven't learned a lesson, it results in pain. When we get the pain, we say, okay, I want to learn this lesson. So the pain goes away. Uh, in order to do that, we have to understand that we need to take one action uh, the first action is the most important in the day. And so that mindset of the first action is to raise our frequency, to have it be the most positive action that we take. So whatever you love the most, and it could be walking your dog, exercising, meditation, whatever it may be, you want your first action to be the highest frequency. And then knowing that everything during the day that follows that action is a reaction. So now we only have to have a second mindset. The first is to take the appropriate action at the highest frequency. The second is to react at the highest frequency. What does that mean? That when the ego stands in our way, the need to be right, the need to be offended, the need to be separate, inferior, superior, angry, frustrated, anxious, resentful, guilty, all these different feelings, emotional energy, emotional feelings that we have, Instead of accelerating in the wrong trajectory, instead of getting farther away from our objective or our pursuit of our potential, instead of getting into an area that makes us full of resistance and voids and shortages and obstacles, instead of the unhappy place that so many people are in right now, what I always say is take the mindset of stopping, dropping down back to that frequency, that higher frequency of light, of truth, of happiness, of joy, and go ahead and roll in the trajectory that you want. So the key to life is to take the appropriate action and the appropriate reaction. Uh, and if we do that consistently and enjoy the consistent every day, persistent without quit, pursuit of whatever potential we want, uh, it'll go from the short-term stupid memory of our cellular structure into the midterm memory of our conscious and subconscious. If we access it enough, it'll then activate the quantum memory that we have, the huge memory, it'll activate that memory of that lesson and it'll become part of our unconscious. And what will occur is something called manifestation. Now manifestation is a woo-woo word for shopping, right? All, all when you manifest, all you're doing is shopping for what you want. And there's two ways to shop in this world that we live in. One is with money. Money is an energetic currency that allows us to shop for what we want. And if we shop for what we want, we'll be happy. And if we shop for things that we shouldn't want, we'll be unhappy. And we'll learn the lessons of how to be happy from shopping for the wrong things and the right things. But even more importantly, through this continuum, the other currency that we shop with is faith. Uh, and faith to me is the aggregate of what we think, 
what we say, what we do, what we believe, and even this DNA-generated faith, which is our personality traits, our characteristics, our obsessions and addictions, all of that aggregated together is faith. And so many people are afraid to talk about faith, but faith is a currency. It's an energy in motion. It is. And you definitely can shop. You just don't have to shop on Amazon. You just shop in the greatest Amazon of the world, which is the quantum field of intention, the everythingness of everyone. And that shopping Faith is free, and so is that store, the quantum store, and you can clothe all your imagination in this store with what you dream of. You just have to be very consistent and persistent in the pursuit of what you dream of. Right, and and I agree, and, and part of what you, you talked about all throughout what you just said was uh, something that I have on here. I'll just hold this up for those who are on Facebook and those who are on um, Voice America. What I'm talking about is he talked about a lot about the talk, toxic thought busters, things that we can do to to get rid of or get away from those toxic thoughts. And then you also talked about some some habits. And so what you do in the morning to get yourself started. So can you just kind of maybe talk about that too, about the whole gratitude thing that you you talk about a lot on stage? I, I was nabbed into it and, and just really, really appreciated it. And it's really changed my life. So can you talk about that? Yeah, I think, first of all, you need to have two routines. Uh, and I was, I'm a sports person, so I call it the home routine and the away routine. Okay. So home routine is when everything is exactly as it should be. You're waking up in your own bed, you have your normal schedule, and you should have a routine. And that routine should always start with the same uh, perspective or mindset, which is gratitude, because that's the highest frequency that you can have is to be grateful for everything in the past, the present and the future. Uh, and that sets your course in the right direction. So I tell people all the time, the best habit that you can have is to say thank you, right when you wake up in the morning and think about how grateful you are for everything and everyone in your life. And you use the same thing even more importantly, when you go to bed. Uh, to say thank you before you go to sleep, to program your subconscious and unconscious mind with the greatest power and greatest source and greatest light of perspective, which is gratitude as well. If you do that for at least 30 straight days, your entire mindset will change. You will effectuate and be able to put that gratitude into your subconscious. And the more you access the gratitude in the subconscious, uh, the more it will activate your DNA, your quantum memory, the long-term memory, and become part of you, your unconscious competency. That frequency that's created by having gratitude in your unconscious competency will attract so much more of everything and everyone that you want. It'll be the spokesperson for your faith. And that spokesperson will have a very strong signal, wide spectrum, and a clear message for the quantum field that, hey, this is what I want, and I'm all in. Uh, with my faith, and my faith is one of a higher light, a higher source of energy, and it's pulling power is unbelievably, unbelievably relentless in what I want, and that's called gratitude. Uh, so understanding that you have a home and away routine and being grateful will change your life, and you know, I do some extraordinary coaching on teaching people not only what consistent, persistent habits to have in the pursuit of their potential, but actually how to have a habit machine so that when you decide what habits you want to put into the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential, that you're able to actually effectuate and execute on it. 
Right. And and the word habit itself, I mean, it's something that you do over and over and over, and then it becomes a part of your DNA, a part of not just your daily routine, but it's a part of you. And so I think, you know, what that did for me was it, it helped me to, um, I always start my day with prayer and sometimes I end with prayer, sometimes I just fall asleep, but with making sure that I had to, to get that morning and, and evening gratitude uh, thought in, it really helped me to, to focus on it. And any toxic thoughts that I may have been even thinking during the day, I didn't just use it in the morning and the evening. It was also during the day when, when I felt myself maybe getting um, overwhelmed or fearful or whatever, think about something that you're grateful for and then you, you substitute that, that thought process. Yeah, I think it's important to understand a habitat is formed, a place that you live is formed by the habits that you create. And so, you know, where do you want to live, right? And we want to live in those things that we do every day. That's what forms our habitat. Uh, you know, we can visit other places, you know, and I would use diet or exercise as a good example of, hey, you know what, it's not where I visit in my diet, it's where I live. Uh, you know, and you can live a really healthy, fun, experiential, nutritional life by visiting, you know, places that you can't live in, you know, visit the chocolate mousse, don't live in the chocolate mousse, <laughs> you know, and I think that's true about all of life. You right. really make the habits of where you want to live, but go ahead and visit, you know, the places that are enjoyable and experiential, a little bit selfish and ego-based, and, you know, you have to have that balance, and I think being cognizant of the habits and habitat are very important into understanding how to enjoy the pursuit of your potential. You won't enjoy it if you only live in your in your habit, right? You got to go visit other places, but you can't live there. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. It just kind of depends on what your habits are, whether you can live it. Because you need to be, you need to do something that you love, and you, and you mentioned that too. That you know your your jobs are not where oh my gosh, I have to go to work. It's, it's, it's not like that. It should be that you're, you're doing something that you enjoy. So you're making money at it where it's not even feeling like it's a job. Well, you got to learn to love what you're doing. Uh, and it's different than understanding loving, you know, I don't believe in work or jobs, right? I believe in activity I get paid for. Right. Uh, and so if there's something that I'm not enjoying, then I have a choice, one, not to do it, or two, to find the light in it. Because if I find the light in it and I enjoy it, and I think that so many people lose the perspective of gratitude of finding the light in what they're doing, uh, and they can never be happy. Uh, and they're always looking and putting faith in what they don't want instead of looking for the light and putting faith in what they do want. And they do that in relationships. They do that in activity they get paid for. They do that in activity they don't get paid for. You know, if we are looking for a need to be offended, you're going to be offended. If you're looking for a need to have shortages, voids, and obstacles, you're going to have shortages, voids, and obstacles. In your relationship, I promise you, your most intimate relationships, we can all pick two or three things, especially my wife could pick two or three things that are completely annoying about me that are deficiencies, they're ego-based issues that are deep within my unconscious competency. Uh, you know, one of them, you know, just to be transparent to people is, you know, I fight and struggle to make sure that I don't manipulate people, that I don't oversell them, back-end sell them, that I live and pursue the truth to be as transparent as possible. And I work at that. Well, you know, when you're living with someone like me that can sell ice to Eskimos and have an unconscious competency to oversell, you know, it's probably really, really annoying, but if my wife puts faith in that, 
our relationship would be over. But she puts faith in my kindness, in my vulnerability. She puts faith into how much that I love and adore her. And she gets more of the humility, the person who loves and adore her, the person, you know, that she wants. And very rarely does she get the person that she doesn't want. Mm -hmm. And I think even just listening to that, it, it, it took me to one of the other things that I, I, I copied out of your book, too, about alignment, action, and adjustment. So in, in that particular example you gave related to your wife and even how you approach business, uh, you mentioned 80% should be spent on alignment. Can you, can you touch on that? Yeah, one of the early lessons I learned and I access all the time and I think is actually part of my unconscious competency now is the idea that be more interested than interesting. Uh, you know, really do an assessment or alignment of understanding how I can take action and what adjustments may be necessary. Mm -hmm. uh, so many people, they're backwards in what they do. They believe they should take action and then use their higher power of thought in order to react. Uh, I actually use my higher power of thought up front to be more interested than interesting, to get as much alignment as I can to take efficient, effective, and statistically successful action, and then use part of that alignment period as well to prepare for adjustment. So I already have options A, B, and C. I'm already preparing for a quick assessment, uh, kind of like a quarterback who tells himself, okay, I got four different routes in a safety route out of the backfield. And I'm going to, you know, get alignment with the defense. Okay, I'm going to make it audible up front before the play, before I take any action. I've done all of this alignment. Now I got my reads. That's my number one receiver. Oops, not open. I've already prepared for adjustment. Number two, three, four. And so there's actually a tree. Uh, and I think a lot of the uh, history and experience that I've had with sports, uh, that's exactly how I plan to take action just like a quarterback plans and creates audibles and has a, a passing tree of what auto, uh, what progression you're going to take in life. I do the exact same thing in my personal and my professional life. And so I actually, it was funny because I just did it this week where because of my experience of sending my second child to college and knowing what it's like uh, to, you know, push the bird out of the nest and watch them fall down and, and you just have to trust that they're going to fly. You know, I was already preparing for the adjustments of, you know, daddy, I want to come home because I'd been through it one more time and I got much more alignment this time. And it was a much easier transition to take her to school and to have better preparation and make, you know, it's not easy being the first child because your parents don't know what they're doing. You know, this time around I was prepared for the adjustments and I'm handling uh, her and the situation in a way better way through that alignment, action, and adjustment in a personal relationship. Obviously, in business, it's much more straightforward. Yeah, and, and I tell you, you know, week after week, I'm always mesmerized by quarterbacks, how they, you know, have to just make split-second decisions, and, and they do have to, to have take that action and, and make adjustments. And sometimes you just have to do a Hail Mary, right? But, you know, it's yeah. really want to make sure that you do have the plans in place. And so in business and in Six Sigma, it's called Plan, Do, Check, Act. Plan, do, check, act. And so with that, you know, you always have to have some kind of plan. And, and before you came on, I talked about vision boards and having that visualization of what you want, you know, uh, what, what's in your mind, you know, just spit it out. And even if it doesn't make sense, if there's just all these different things, and then you can, you can make your adjustments and alignments, you know, to that after you have it all out. And so how do you work with people to, to get them to, um, maybe formalize 
internalize everything that's going on in their mind so that they can get the momentum. You, you do have a momentum section in your book as well. Yeah. You know, I think lowering the bar is really important and it's counterintuitive. Right. Lowering the bar? Yeah. I, okay, I let's do that. Yeah, see, even with you, it's counterintuitive. I think, you know, and I talk about this in the book, when I realized that I had to put my health first. I always had put my family first, and then I put my business second. But when I realized to put my family first, my, as my wife told me, if you want to take care of me, you need to take care of yourself. Uh, and so I then realized that putting my family first was putting me first and my health first. Uh, because of the consistent behavior I had was traveling, not working out, spending time with my family and work, my unconscious competency had become no urge to work out at all. In fact, it was a big barrier to go to the gym. And I had gained weight, which made it even more difficult to go to the gym. So I decided, you know what? I'm gonna utilize lowering the bar. So I said to myself, day one, consistent behavior. I'm going to start teaching my cellular structure memories. All I'm going to do is put my running shoes on. That's my goal for today. And okay. lo and behold, I went and that was no problem. No resistance at all from the ego, right? The ego wasn't saying, whoa, why should I go work out when I got easy things to do, like go to McDonald's and rest, <laughs> watch TV with my son, you know, and instead I put those shoes on and I said, you know what? I'll put everything on. And then I said, you know what? I'm just going to drive to the gym. You know what? I'm just going to go on the elliptical trainer for 15 minutes. Lo and behold, I did a 30 minute workout, which when I even got on it, I said, just nice and easy. I ended up breaking a sweat. From that day on, here I sit years later, uh, you know, and for my age in the best shape of my life, because I have consistently every day put a minimum of an hour towards my health. And the best piece of advice that I can give on your show or any show, when people ask me with my wide variety of experience in business and life and all the ups and downs that I've had and the lessons that I've learned, there's one simple lesson that I want everybody to listen to. Spend a minimum of one hour a day on your health. Find something that you love to do that you can do every day. And, and that includes focusing in on nutrition and stretching and balance and exercise, cardio, weights, all the different things, yoga, whatever it is for you, if you focus one hour a day on your health, you will live a long, fruitful experience that will be the best thing I could ever do because you can't give what you don't have. And if you don't have health, you can't give to everyone in the capacity that you're built to do it. So a few of the things that you talked about there related to, <laughs> excuse me, physical health, is mental health in there as well or is that separate for you? Absolutely. Uh, mental health, spiritual health, as well as physical health. So a minimum of one hour a day, um, every single day. I meditate every day for 20 minutes. And notice I said a minimum. I, I want everyone to remember the word minimum. The minute you put an exact number on something or exact time on something, you're creating resistance. The universe doesn't understand that. So always put a minimum, right? You want a minimum of this so you're not limiting yourself. I used to tell people that I want to live to 111 and I was going to die. I was born on January 11th, so I would die January 11th at 111 at 111 p.m. And uh, my dear friend who's 80, 84 years old, Diane Cannon, she said to me, why are you limiting yourself, honey? So now I always say, I'm going to die at a minimum of 111. Uh, so please use minimums, lower the bar, make it consistent, and it will grow, accelerate at an exponential pace. And it's the fastest way to get what you want by just focusing on what you need to do, even if it's baby steps, they'll turn into giant steps. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and we talked a lot about laser focus uh, on last week when we had our mindset show last week. And um, just the word focus, uh, there's so much that's going on in people's lives. You know, you have to focus on getting up in the morning and, 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 and starting your routine, focus on family if you have children, and then uh, focusing on what your business goals are. Uh, and there's so many different areas of focus. So how do you have people uh, understand how to use that word just in, in what they're doing as an entrepreneur? There's four things you have to look at. Number one, in order to have focus, you need to be able to evaluate. So you need to know and know your values. My values are very simple. They're gratitude, empathy, which is forgiveness, accountability, which gives you control, and then the idea of clean inspiration. So I've created the connection to that which inspires me without interference or corrosion and then being able to give that or allow it to come through me. The second thing is a simple philosophy for focus, which is ask. A lot of people don't think and align asking with focus, but there's two questions we need to ask in order to get focused on what we want. Number one, how can you provide value? How productive can you be? How much service can you provide? And then two is the accessibility part, meaning do you know anyone that can help me? So if we ask for productivity and accessibility, that takes us to the third thing, which is being a student of our calendar. And the student of our calendar, because we live in the context of man-made time, 24 hours of time, we need to study our time, study what our productivity and accessibility is. So if we study our calendar with a lens of the productivity, how much value we can provide and the accessibility, how much are we doing for others as well as how are we accessing what we want, asking for help or knowing if anyone else can help us. If we do that in person on the phone via email and media, radio, print TV and social media, if we're able to do that in all four of the areas, then we can actually produce and access more. And so that allows us to power the field of intention, the quantum field with focus. Focus is faith, right? When we're focused, we're acting, saying, doing, and believing, and the unconscious competencies are all aligned with what we want. That's what focus is. Now, interesting enough though, before I get to the last part, which is do it now to be present, fear focuses us. Now, fear doesn't motivate us. A lot of people, they think that fear motivates them. It's a soul sucker. It's the worst, most depreciating source of energy of all time. But fear was created to lessen the interference by the great powers that we're able to access. So it can harness an amazing amount of energy in the short term, but it damages us because it's a depreciator of energy. So if you see an old lady who lifts a car out of fear to save a baby in the driveway, uh, she actually is hyper-focused for a few moments, but then you don't see the ligaments that she tore, the back is thrown out, the discs are slipped, and the knees are bad, and it takes her months and months to recover because we actually fear it as a hyper-focus, but it's depreciated all her energy and damaged her. We need to find a substitute for fear. We can't use fear to focus us. What we need to find is how does inspiration, habits, consistent behavior, discipline, pursuit of our potential and the enjoyment thereof with the perspective of gratitude, how does that focus us? Well, the student of the calendar using a logical approach with productivity and accessibility in person on the phone via email and media is one of those ways. Last point, do it now. A lot of people get confused when people say you gotta be present 
especially today with all the technology we have and the cell phones and the iPads and the computers, all the different things that we feel keep us outside of its present nature. Look, there's one way to be present. That's do it now. Right, I create a new Nike campaign. It's not just do it, it's do it now. What does that mean? Every single action and reaction in your life, you simply ask yourself, can I do it now? If you can do something now, you will save a minimum of two times as much time, plus be exponentially more successful in what you do. The minute you don't do something, it takes twice as much time, and exponentially, you're far less successful. So what do we do with the things that we can't do now? We reposit them, we place them in a do it now folder, which we schedule as a student of our calendar, just like I schedule visiting time. Right, I separate my time by activity I get paid for and activity I don't get paid for. So if I'm on a phone call, my objective is to keep it to five minutes. When I'm going to interview, my objective in meetings are 20 minutes because I don't want to visit. Right, I want to be productive and accessible. And in order to be productive, I need to get to the point quickly. Two, in order to be accessible, I have to keep the time down so I can do three or four meetings every hour and I can do 12 phone calls at five minutes an hour. I can be much more productive and accessible. And so in order to do that, I have to do things now. If I can't do them now, it's really simple. I schedule in my calendar, check the do it now folder. I check the do it now folder at a certain time. I prioritize by what's important first. That allows me to focus on the appropriate thing that has the most value. And then if something's just urgent but not important, I delegate it. So now I create a downstream of people that can help me and hopefully it'll be mutually beneficial that by giving them the opportunity to help me and help others, that there's some sort of flow that will create value for both parties that I'm sending the downstream to by actually go ahead and giving that diplomatically uh, assigning it to somebody else. That's how you're more productive. Most people don't even get five things done in a day. Do you know that? That's how so far in the way. They don't get five things done in a day. I Just like I challenge people to say thank you for 30 straight days, I should do a new challenge. Who can do five things a day? Send me your list what you did every single day for 30 days. I guarantee you 99% of the people can't do five things. You just help me come up with a new challenge. <laughs> five activities in a day. Yeah, yeah. And my husband and I, we always talk about on Saturdays, we get more done before 9 a.m. than some people get done their whole weekend because, you know, we're up getting things done. And I, what just, you I just said that to my wife this weekend. I'm right. like, by the time you woke up, I've done more than people do all week. Right, right. And be unstoppable. One of the things that is in here is choose now to make to make a change. And so you kind of, you know, even touched on some things that you have in this book. So I do recommend people, uh, you know, if you're listening to this show or watching that, that you get this book as well. Some really great nuggets in here. One thing I want to just. And if people want to reach out to me at David Meltzer or just Google Dave Meltzer, find me on LinkedIn, YouTube, whatever. I will not only give you these books for free, but I'll pay for shipping. I'm not, my ideas are not in order to, to monitor. My ideas are to empower others, to empower others to be happy. So mm-hmm. go ahead and reach out to me. Uh, my new book, Game Time Decision Making, it's published by McGraw-Hill. They don't let me give it for free. You can find that on Amazon. But I will give you the books that I've written that are, are there for a charitable purpose to empower others. Just find me at David Meltzer or search David Meltzer and I'll give you and pay for shipping. Well, that's an excellent, excellent offer. And we really appreciate that because there's a lot of great information in there. One of the things that you were talking about earlier, I wanted to finish on, you know, in related to focus and doing and being a student of your calendar also goes to, this is another point out of your book, you know, event plus response equals outcome. 
event plus response equals outcome. So um, as we get ready to close out this particular segment, can you just touch on that philosophy and how it, it corresponds and correlates with what we've been talking about all morning about mindset, momentum, and focus? You picked the best thing to finish with because it absolutely is exactly that right? It's action and reaction. So as we take action, we create an event. And that event has no, it has no, uh, uh, no value to an outcome, right? Your action has no, it's truly the way that we react, right, to the response, right? When we put action out, it's just an action. It's an energetic uh, gift. It, it's shopping, it, we're going to get a response according to the energy frequency, force of the signal, spectrum of the signal, and clarity in which we create that action. But how we respond to the reaction, how we respond will create the outcome. And that's why th this is exactly – so if you consider there's a quantum field of infinity, so there's infinity of time, infinity of space, infinity of everything for everyone. The minute that we focus in and think that our action directly creates an outcome without the response and the reaction to the response, we are actually creating resistance, shortages, and voids to that outcome that we want. If you want an outcome to come quicker, you actually have to detach yourself from the outcome and only focus in on the acceleration and growth from the response that you see from your action and what is that reactive mindset going to be. Hopefully, it's to stay out of ego-based consciousness and go back to a higher source of light, energy, and power, which is I call neutrality or center. And I just was with Trevor um, Moad, who is partners with, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, and he gave me a great explanation of how Russell Wilson's not the best quarterback physically and not even mentally, but what he does better than anyone is he's okay. in a neutral state. Like my business partner, Warren Moon, the Hall of Fame quarterback, who I call QB1 Kenobi, his lesson to me and his aces in his life, his Hall of Fame nature, is that he lives in center and neutrality more than anyone else, that he is the king of event plus response equals outcome because he creates such inertia with his event and he knows how to react to the response to stay in the flow at center and neutrality. So I hope everyone has that consistent, persistent pursuit of their potential enjoyment of that as their mindset and they can accelerate and get their outcomes rapidly and accurately by detaching their emotions from it and just looking at the acceleration of productivity and accessibility in order to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and detaching your emotions, Dave, I think that is totally key, totally key because a lot of us get wrapped around how we feel as opposed to just going on and doing what we know we need to do to, uh, to make our dreams and destiny happen. So, so to one last thing, because you just nailed something I'm trying to teach people, forget about subjective value. Subjective value is an emotional value. If you're trying to do business, right, you're trying to do business, go ahead and give away subjective value. Don't talk about it. Don't try to sell it. Don't try to monetize it. Everything has subjective value because you're going to learn from it, good and bad, whatever your perceptions are. So don't sell on a subjective value. You need to, if you're going to start a business, grow a business, be a successful business, only deal in quantitative objective value which is either money or faith. Those are two objective things that you can quantify. And if you can get down to the quantification of what you're doing and really focus in on real value and go ahead and say, look, all the subjective value that you're gonna get from this, all the loves and kisses and hugs that you're gonna get from this, all the good mushy feelings that you're gonna get from this, 
those are terrific and it's the cherry on top and the whipped cream. But you know what? I got a really good steak with fries here and it's called monetizing this business to bring you a profit. And I am a profit center to people because I'm productive and accessible and I want everyone out there to be a profit center to everyone else because we can make a lot of money to help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. And I certainly appreciate this interview and opportunity to share. Well, thank you, Dave. And um, just wanted everyone to to get your information again at the end of the show. Can you just let them know again what that is? Yeah, I remember David Meltzer. Uh, so you can go to at David Meltzer. You can Google David Meltzer. My website is literally the only thing that's not David Meltzer. It's D Meltzer. So it's shorter. Uh, go to D Meltzer, first initial, last name, website.com. But otherwise, just find David Meltzer at Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, David Meltzer is the name to look. All right. Well, thank you so much. And we just want everyone also to look out. Uh, we are going to be uh, in, in talks, Dave and I have talked about related to co-authoring a book related to the seeds that we plant. And even yesterday's mass, there's a few things that we're talking about. So very excited about that collaboration and uh, looking forward uh, to, to doing more with you, Dave. I loved all your books. I didn't know which one to decide to collaborate on. They're, they're right up my alley. You and I are soul sisters and brothers together. So whatever you need from right. me, let me know. I could be of service. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. So thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. So we were on with David Meltzer, and he is the Mindset King. There's a lot of great information, like I said, in his books, and he does have that uh, a number of books that are on Amazon that you can get and, and make sure that you get those, okay? Uh, I met him at a Think and Grow Rich conference, and again, that's not just related to money. It's about uh, relationships. It's about what you do to give back to others, and Dave is one of those people that, that has a great gift give back model. Uh, you heard here on the show that any of these books that I've mentioned and any of the other ones that, that he has written that are not through McGraw Hill, that he will give you these books for free and he will pay for shipping because he cares that much about making sure that you have what you need in order to succeed in your life and in your business. So please uh, take advantage of those free resources. I will be posting more information about that uh, on the show link that I have on Voice America Empowerment Channel because here on Soaring with Eagles, that's what we're about, is helping to empower you wherever you are. Uh, big corporation, small business, an entrepreneur, just a person that has um, where you're trying to do better for your family, better for yourself. Uh, we are here for you. So hopefully you got some nuggets. I'll just hold up some of these uh, signs for the last time and then we will go ahead and, and close the show uh, today. Um, we talked about, some of what we talked about was related to having a clarity of purpose, a clarity of vision, and also having balance in your life. And these are some um, of the points that are in David's book. And then we talked a lot about focus today. And what we didn't talk about, but is key that if you have all of that, and you're clear on what your vision is using vision boards and some other things that we, we discussed related to being able to visualize your dreams, then that helps to also give you this word right here, which is confidence. And when you have confidence, you can do better in your business and you can do better with getting your message across and then also maybe even getting funding for whatever it is that you need and even requiring higher uh, costs for whenever you go to speak or whatever it is that you're trying to do uh, in your business. Um, another thing that we talked about was alignment, action, and adjustment. 
uh, he used a sports analogy and I did as well related to, you know, how you're, if you're a quarterback, you have to align with all of your teammates and make sure that you understand the play and spending most of your time on that. So that's what you do in your practice. That's what you do when you get in the huddle and then you take action and you, you do the play. And then in during the play, sometimes people are not where you thought that they would be. They may not be open for you to throw that ball. So you have to make adjustments and then go from there. So alignment, action, and adjustments. That same analogy from a sports perspective can be used in business. And so we, or even in, in your life, if you're, if you're not a business person, where you align with your family or you align with your executive board. And then you take the action to do whatever it is that you've agreed on. And then sometimes you have to make adjustments along the way. And another thing that I mentioned was the plan, do, check, act um, scenario, which is a PDCA, which is a part of a business and a part of Six Sigma, the same kind of thing. You use that type of structure and you will get results. Uh, we talked about some of what we discussed last week related to the lack of uh, laser focus and then how all of the different types of fears weigh us down and that those are disruptors. So we need to make sure that we um, don't get bogged down in that. One of the things that I want to just say uh, lastly is uh, this is a, a quote that was in David's book. And I've heard before, you know, don't live someone else's dream. Don't live someone else's dream. We all have things that, that God has placed in us for us to do here on this earth, and we all have a different journey. We have, all have a different path that we have taken based on our choices. And so with that, based on the events that have happened in our lives and how we respond to them, that equals our outcome. That is another formula that is in his book. So in order for us not to live someone else's dream, we need to have where we can visualize what it is we want to do, what it is the objective, and what is our mindset, and then we can get that momentum to make that dream a reality and move closer to our destiny. So I hope you've enjoyed the show today. Uh, we will have more information, like I said, about the free resources that he mentioned. I also want to give a shout out for our community uh, service day and that will be on September 7th um, just close that with an announcement about our community service day September 7th that is actually my birthday I'm very happy about that and I will be spending it with our homeless and uh, and hope partners those that are in need and we will make sure that we have whatever we need to give them on that day as far as resources uh, we have a uh, voice America really happy they will be coming out and sponsoring part of that day. So there'll be a lot of uh, broadcasting and videotaping and other things happening that day. Uh, we have another group that will be meeting with us uh, to do some video and drone coverage. Uh, we have a number of showers that are coming and hopefully uh, portable toilets uh, on that day. Lots of food, games, and gifts, and prizes that I'm giving out my birthday uh, personally from me, and a lot of live music. There's a few people already said that they're going to sing and do poems. We're going to be doing some dancing. We're actually going to have a get up challenge. If you know what the get up dance is, uh, that's G-I-T up. <laughs> We're going to be doing that cowboy dance uh, challenge there too, and just having a great time. Um, a great time with uh, those families that are in need. Hopefully give them a smile and a hug, uh, whatever it is that they may need on that day. Uh, I've been in contact with a number of nursing groups. We're going to be having uh, some nurses and doctors and hopefully some dentists out there to give some general checkups and give some information uh, related to health. Uh, we are collecting money for our nonprofit that is Full Color Movement International. And you can find that on fullcolormovement.com 
fullcolormovement.com. And we um, have a scholarship fund that we're using right now to um, get some new transportation and to have scholarships for at-risk youth. So if you would like to donate to the nonprofit and help us to help families in need related to transportation and scholarships, we would appreciate that. The nonprofit does have a donate button on the website, and that's fullcolormovement.com, fullcolormovement.com. We hope you enjoyed the show today with David, and I will, again, like I said, post the information related to the free resources that he stated that he was going to get for us, uh, get for all of you. I already have them, so uh, they're, they're really very great, really good books. So hope you have a great day. Thank you for tuning in. And that is it for today on Soaring with the Eagles. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Soaring with Eagles. Please join Crystal Richardson again on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition. Let's soar together, give back to our communities, and change the world.